Hi, it's Nurse Shayla. And Nurse Brittany. And you're listening to Your Your Call Light is On. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week, Shayla? It was great. I was off for a week. Um, I felt like I needed to take a second week off just to actually relax for the second week, but it's fine. I'm getting back into the groove of working and yeah, so... How was your weekend? Very relaxing. I did absolutely nothing. Oh, that's kind of weekend. <laughs> nothing. Watched yeah. a little football. Um, I started reading this book uh, by a lady named Mary Frances Winters mm-hmm. called We Can't Talk About That at Work. So I'll let you know how that is. Yeah. But so far, so good. Okay. Okay. So for today's episode, we want to talk about how to be a great coworker. Okay. But before we do that, Shayla and I also want to pilot (laughs) this new segment of our podcast. It's called Your Call Light is On. So how it'll work is your call light is on means good, useful, great. Call light is off means not so good, unuseful, not great. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. We'll say what we think and why. So our first thing will be wows or workstation on wheels. Shayla, call light on or off? Off. Yeah. You want me to say why? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The wows that we use, the, you know, cow, wow, whatever, the workstation on wheels. They're bulky as I don't know what. I feel like in the future, we need to have some kind of way of maybe like an iPad or something. You know what I mean? Like something a yeah. little bit more compact and not taking up as much space space in the patient's room. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> no. An iPad for, for people to say that they got stolen. Um, oh. <laughs> No. You know how hard that is to will a wow into a patient's room and they've got crap everywhere. No. We got I mean, yeah, the concept of it is great. We've been using it our entire careers, but we need to find a way to make it a little bit more compact. See, and I'm the opposite because <laughs> Shayla's like five feet. <laughs> <laughs> and half of an inch. <laughs> five feet by half inch. Um so yeah, it is my. But you can adjust the workstation on wheels. For me personally, I like it because you can put like your flushes, your cups, your whatever you need for that day. You can put right on there. Um, I hang my little discharge bags on the back side of it. And at other facilities, they either have a huge workstation, which is like four times the size of a while, and has a bunch of materials in it, like oxygen tubing, IV start things absorbent pads uh anything you you can think of urinals they have it but it's so bulky and it doesn't have the computer on it and then some places i've also been has just the computer which is great until you need to like look at your patient it's like mounted to the wall so you're talking to the computer and typing and you can't look at your patient so i don't really like that either but uh I like the workstation on wheels because it's small. It's like a normal computer screen size. And then you just, you push it around. You can lock it. If you don't need to, you can adjust the height. 
um, and then you can take it into all the rooms that you you need to, and you can use. This. I use the same one all day when I come in. I'll put a little you put your name on it. it. Brittany's Wow. Oh <laughs> so I can use the same one all day. You can see my pages and everything. So See, yeah. The concept is great, but let's find a way to streamline it, make it a little bit more compact. It, yes, 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 compact. I, I yeah. understand. That's what I want. All right. Absorbent pads. Now, these are the pads that you would put underneath the patient if they were incontinent or can't hold their bowels or their, their bladder, okay? All absorbent pads are not created equally. No. Um, there are some that uh, we use at my current facility that are literally indestructible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing can permeate yeah. through. You can't even rip it. Yeah. These things. Yeah. So, call it on, call it off. On, on, all day, on. Yes. yes. <laughs> I agree. It saves us so much. It saves us so much. Yes. From having to do a whole complete bed change by just using those absorbent pads. And I second that. Clean your patient up. Get rid of the, pa- the, the pad. Mm-hmm. Put a new pad down. Don't have to do a complete bed change. Good to go. Good to go. And these are not the plastic ones. No. These are not a chucks. It's no, the it's absorbent not a chucks. pad. It's not a chucks. Yeah. So much better if you don't have them at your facility. Google it, look it up, figure out what it is, and recommend that you get them because these things are glorious. Yes. Okay. And last but not least, complaining coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but what are we complaining about? Because <laughs> you know that one coworker who complains about everything, no matter. Could be a good day, could be a bad day. They complain. They find something to complain about. Mm, call it off. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Call it off. Call it off. Nobody wants to hear that. Negativity is contagious. Yeah, for sure. This is a good segue into what we will talk about today. Yes, how to be a good coworker. How to be a good coworker. And how we can promote civility in the workplace. Amongst us nurses, how can we really be there for each other? How can we really be civil and courteous and respectful to each other? So, I want to start. Sure. Okay. First things first. Help. That's what I have listed. Just help. And this is as simple as passing meds for a coworker, especially if you finish Passing out your meds. Help. Pass their meds for them if you see they're drowning, okay? Call lights. With the call lights. If the huck is away from the desk, help that huck out. Get the call light. If you hear an IV beeping, go in the room, see about the IV. Turn it off. You know, whatever. Discontinue the fluids if they're done. Just furthermore, coverage. For lunches. If a nurse has to accompany one of their patients to a test, CT, whatever, offer to help by offering to provide coverage for their patients. It's just as simple as just offering your help, especially when you know you're good. Because there's nothing worse than a nurse who is sitting down at the nurse's station or in a cubby hole or something who is finished all with their work and they're on their phone or they're looking up clothes on forever 21 or recipes or recipes <laughs> pinterest whatever and and you know your coworkers over there drowning so that's my first thing help 
and legitimate help. So when you're covering for lunch or this person has to send someone back to the ICU or to a test yeah. or accompany someone from the ICU to a test or mm-hmm. anything, don't just like Wilson for a call light. If you see that they have some meds overdue or and you have the time, you yeah. know, do yeah. some of those meds. Uh, my favorite, my favorite is the person who, while you're in the middle of something with one patient, comes up to you and says, hey, your patient just had 18 beats of VTAC. Do you want me to get a blood pressure? That <laughs> kills me. That absolutely kills me. Because if you yeah. see a rhythm that is super abnormal, come you better, up. You better. <laughs> just go get the blood pressure. Go look at the patient and say, hey, yes. I, would, I, I feel better. Like, even me, I practice this all the time. If I see something abnormal, 30 beats, 8 beats, whatever, mm-hmm. I go, I take the blood pressure, I look at my patient, I get the vital signs, I ask them how they feel. Then I go to that nurse and say, hey... Your patient just had 18 beats of VTAC. Here's the vital Here's signs. A- they didn't feel it. They feel great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's an EKG strip. <laughs> like, you know, this is what it was. And it, that kills me. So be helpful. Yeah. Don't be like, because when I'm in another patient's room and you bring me that, yeah. all that causes me is stress. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, did you look at my patient? Now I have to, like, leave this patient and go look at that mm-hmm. patient. Mm-hmm. So actually be helpful yeah don't just do it and and not really mean it right or don't just offer the help knowing that you really don't want to help exactly you know we're all here for the patients at the end of the day so if you offer to do something have the intention to want to go do it as well absolutely yeah (laughs) all right my number one is just saying hello Good morning. Mm, yeah. And responding. You know, I know some people aren't morning people, but look, it's your job. You got to be here in the morning. We all have to be here. Just say hello. Put a little bit of pep in it. Feel excited to be here. So if you start thinking, oh, it's going to be a crappy day. We're short. I got the difficult patients. It's gonna, you're gonna speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. So, anyone who knows me, very annoying. I'm seven o'clock in the morning. Yes, you are. Good morning. Yes, you are. Annoying, making you wanna talk. I'm gonna ask you about your day. I'm gonna ask, talk about what I have going on. I might complain a little bit, but it's like good complaining. Oh, I got this patient, but. It's okay, because I'll get through it. Mm -hmm. I'm that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying everybody has to be that person. But, you know, just saying hello, acknowledging your coworkers, being happy to be at work with a good team or a team. It can always be worse, no matter what the circumstances are. There is this one physician. I haven't broke him yet. But I tell you, I say hi to this man every time I see him. Every time, and he walks right past me. That kills me in the inside. But one day, one day, one day I'll get him. But that, it doesn't set the tone with your coworkers. It doesn't make us feel comfortable to not be acknowledged in that way. And then nurses as well, you know, just start your day off. Just saying hi to someone, good mm-hmm. morning, and calling them by their names. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What that does to a person, it just 
uplifts I like them. that. I like yeah. that. And just to piggyback on that, you know, because first of all, let's be grateful for the fact that, I'm going to take it to a whole other level here, but let's be grateful for the fact that we even woke up this morning, okay? And then grateful for the fact that we have a job or a career that we are able to come into and not that we have to take care of this particular patient, but I get to take care of this particular Absolutely. patient. Having that mind frame of being grateful in the morning. And a lot of people just don't ever really come from that place of gratitude. But I feel like the more you can come from that place of gratitude, the more pleasant you Work will be. be. Yeah, Absolutely. and then you will be to your coworkers as well. Mm-hmm. My number two is educate. You can be a good coworker by educating the nurses around you. And, you know, whether you're a seasoned nurse or a new nurse, if you learn something and it's worthy enough to share with someone else, share that information. And the one thing that we don't want to do as nurses to other nurses is you don't want to fault a coworker for not knowing something. If anything, you want to help them. If anything, you want to help. Um, expand what they know so that they can pass that along to someone else. You're not going to go laugh and say, oh, well, Brittany didn't know, blah, blah, blah. Let me go tell so-and-so. You don't want to go do that. So educate nurses around you. As far as bedside procedures, if you have a, a patient of yours who's getting a procedure done at the bedside, call one of the newer nurses in and say, hey, I got my patient. They're about to get this procedure done. Do you want to come check it out? See it. Invite them to do that. Let them be able to experience and learn and 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 soak that in. Nursing is is one of those fields where we are constantly learning. Mm-hmm. You will never if you are to a point where you're not learning anymore, you're probably not doing the right thing in your practice because we all things are always changing, always developing, always evolving and we should share that information so that yeah. we can all elevate one another and be better and better for our patients. Yeah. Um, I agree with you when you say educate and not to look down on that nurse. And I have over time tried to change my practice. If I see something that's not being done correctly or something that I'm not happy about about the care of my patient... And I go in that med room. The med room is our sanctuary. Yeah. It's the place where we complain about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, cry. Yeah. Laugh. <laughs> I go in that med room and I am talking, letting my frustrations out, talking about what I'm not happy with. And the first thing that most of the nurses will say, well, who did it? You know? Yeah. And I've gotten out of the place where I, even if I know who did it, I'll just say, oh, I don't know. Or I don't know who the nurse was, but that's not the point. The point, not the point is the fact that this is our practice, mm-hmm. that something is being missed. Right. So I think we should not let that things that don't get done or that are done incorrectly overshadow what the main point, point is, yeah. which yeah. is something that is vital to, to caring for our patients that is essential from protecting them from getting infection mm-hmm. or their improvement or their plan of care was incomplete. Right. And it's incomplete on a consistent basis. Not so much of who is doing it. it it's important that we know that if one person's doing it, guaranteed there's another person doing mm-hmm. it. So I am when I'm complaining about something or I'm talking to our managers about something, it's so that we can all be educated about what is right and what is not right. Mm-hmm. 
I've tried my best and I will continue to try not to ever mention those names that when I'm inheriting patients from them or having a problem based off of what the last nurse did or the mm-hmm. nurse before that, mm-hmm. that I don't gossip or yeah. I don't look down on them and I look for a, a point to educate exactly. and find education for all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My next one would be, and I'm not saying you have to know your your nurse, your colleagues personally, but... Mine would just be to ask about your colleagues and actually listen and understand. Anyone who knows me know that I am, I want to know about who I'm working with or who is taking out my trash or who is transporting my patients or who's working with me. I I will ask about things and I try not to be invasive, but I, I try to size up my my colleagues and see what would be appropriate and what would not be appropriate. Right. But I, I truly am interested in learning about my colleagues. We don't have to be best friends. We don't have to hang out outside of work. But it is, it helps me to know who I'm working with, to know who I can call on for for certain things and to how to approach my my colleagues because you can't approach every person the same way so if you know a little bit about each colleague one it helps me remember who's who and if you can remember something personal about them you're able to relate or try to relate or to understand why so I always try my best to genuinely mm-hmm. so learn about and listen to my colleagues when I'm interacting with them mm-hmm. <laughs> you still want <laughs> serious i i said it is important to recognize the person in the nurse okay because yes we're nurses yes you know we 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 help save lives we do great things but also first of all we're humans so recognize the humanity in each other and recognize that we are people first so we come with our own slew of you know baggage from home or wherever and and if I get to know a little bit more about you as a nurse then I get to know like you said a little bit more about the co-worker that I'm working with if I get to know about you as a person rather then I get to know a little bit more as why you might be the way that you are if, if I know that you are a single mother and you've got four kids at home and the father is no support to you and you might come in one day very tired and I might know that, okay, this is a day that, you know, Brittany might need a little bit of extra help. I know she's going through a rough time now. And that does not also, knowing personal things about our coworkers does not give us the authority to spread that personal knowledge, you know what I mean, and spread that person's information. But if I ask about you genuinely, What's going on with you at home? What type of person are you? What's going on in your life? Are you okay? Do you want to talk to me about anything? If not, that's fine. I'll give you your privacy. I'll give you your space. But if you were to confide in me, that's not my place to go and tell other people what's going on with you. That's for my personal knowledge to know that the next time that I work with you, I might want to lend a hand 
because I know maybe a little bit of what you're going through. If I've got my stuff together, you know, and if I'm able to, then I will. So, and, yeah. And it's not to make it seem like that person is weak or, no, 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 you know, no, no. to treat no. them like they have a disability. It's literally just to, to be more productive and to let your colleagues know that you're there. It's being um, personable, first yeah, of personable. all. Yeah. Okay, because we can't come to work acting as if we're like these robots and we're just here just to service patients. We're here just to provide to patients. Like, we have to care for ourselves. And if we're not caring for ourselves, duh, we're not able to care for other people. So we have to acknowledge the person in each person that we work with. Absolutely. And I think just... I don't want to dwell on this yeah, yeah. too much, but it also, for me, I know I'm a loyal person, so it makes it difficult to gossip about the person if you connect with them on yeah. a level to where you know a little bit and about them. And they confide them, in you. And they confide in you. So then it helps to reinforce when you do have, again, my as my second point, the educating and if when someone does something that you don't particularly care for or that is outside of protocol right right mm-hmm. this is something that I struggle with a lot my third one would be don't take it personal don't take it personal at all and that goes for nurses interacting with nurses and nurses interacting with patients and nursing nurses interacting with doctors um, it's really easy, especially for me, to take it personal. Mm-hmm. If I walk in and I say hi to someone and they don't say hi back, next time I'm not going to say hi. So, yeah. no, I, I actually <laughs> still do say hi. I I'm might skip one hi. I might <laughs> skip one hi, but, you know, it's hard to not take it personal. Maybe they were focused on something else or thinking about something else or you asked for help that one time and that person isn't able to get there, get get there to help you. I had a patient a few weeks back that really got under my skin and I very few patients get under my skin. But this patient really got under my skin. He was being nasty. But I still had a job to do. I couldn't fire my patient. I had to just put that face on and let him know why I was here and set those boundaries. Because I had a job to do. I had a patient to care for. And actually, I saw that patient rolling down the hall today. He's still in the hospital. hospital. Don't take it personal. Because we're all going through something. We all have a mission. Whether it's something we're focused on. Or a problem we're stuck on with the patients. Or we're overwhelmed in our assignment. Or we got a lot of patients waiting to get transported. Or... You know, everybody's calling to have their orders for dinner taken over again. We all have good days and bad days. And this is a career where you have a high turnover. Mm -hmm. um, You're you're servicing a a vast number of patients. You're interacting with multiple personalities. And as a nurse, you have many, many things that you need to keep in order. So if someone one day or two days doesn't interact with you the way that you expect or hope to be interacted with, don't take it personal. Mm. Give them the benefit of the doubt and move on. I'm going to try that. I really <laughs> am. I'm going to try that. I, You know, I feel like a lot of us tend to come to work a little bit on the selfish side and thinking that it's everything's about me. Yes. Okay? And because you don't speak to me 
or because you don't treat me or because it's me, me, me. We, we live in this me kind of world versus thinking, well, maybe they're going through. Like, like it's not me, it's you. Maybe you're going through something. I'm going to let you slide this time and next time we'll reevaluate, you know. So I'm going to try to work on that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My next one is on how to be a good coworker. Set your next shift nurse up for a good shift. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh my God. Set, set that next nurse up for a good shift. Okay. And by that, and 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 I'm I'm talking not just night nurses, I'm talking about day nurses as well. You want to make sure that you have the patient's room organized, cleaned up. You want to make sure that you're able to read up on the notes, the consult notes, or any other notes from physicians or primary teams to know what's going on with that plan of care for the patient. Making sure that that patient's meds are available. If they're meds that are not readily available in the PICSIS and they come from pharmacy or something, making sure that if you know they have a dose coming up, that that dose is readily available for them. Making sure that that room is stocked with supplies. And don't just wait on a floor tech or whoever supplies your rooms, the patient's rooms. Making sure that you take it upon yourself. If you see that there's no small gloves in the room, go get another box of small gloves. wherever you keep them. Don't be lazy. Help set that (laughs) next nurse up. For an ideal shift, the way that you would want it to go, even with an IV situation, if you know a patient's IV is expiring or it looks a little leaky or looks whatever, cruddy, or you know the patient has a test coming up today with a CT scan and they need a certain gauge or whatever kind of test and they need a certain gauge, go ahead and say, hey, and I go went ahead and threw in that IV for that mm-hmm. test that they needed especially if you have the time, there's no excuse. And I believe in karma. I believe in things coming back to you and that positive energy just radiating. So if you set that next nurse up for a good shift, they can be in the position to set you up for an even better shift. Keep doing that. Check the tubing. Check your bags. Are they old? Are they expired? You know, making sure that everything is in the ideal situation so you can present that patient on a platter and say, look, this is your patient for the day. This is everything that I've done with them. They're all good to go. They're yours. Here you go. Have a great shift. Set that stuff up. Do not leave things for the next nurse to do if you're able to do them yourself. Please. That is one of my pet peeves. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. And do not say that oh you were so overwhelmed and you had a bunch of stuff overdue and you had a a lot of things to handle and then you clock out at 7 30 oh. that kills me no because you, i you can get that dressing changed on that central line mm-hmm. you you have this every sink has a splash zone it kills me when i walk in and there's so much dirt and extra supplies and everything. Put the supplies back. Because one, if we're just sitting in the patient's room and you're never going to use them again, we're wasting dollars yeah. by just having them in there. Put the supplies back where you got them from. We're all adults. We don't need people cleaning up after us, especially when you pulled them from the, the Omnicell to bring into the patient's room. That is like my ultimate, ultimate, like not having a clean environment. Mm-hmm. We have a cleaning 
uh, environmental services people, however, they are not responsible for cleaning our splash zones, you know, or cleaning uh, supplies that we have that shouldn't be in the room. Right, right, right. Also, with the dressings, yes, dressings and tubings, just like Shayla said, they should all, we should be aiming to set our fellow nurses up for success because doing these little things that maybe require an extra 10 minutes, an extra 5 minutes. Maybe you don't get to clock out at 7.30, but you can clock out at 7.45. Or maybe just for that day, you can do do something for the next nurse yeah. to, to decrease their stress and anxiety it, and things exactly. that they have to worry about. And because when I'm getting report, what I'm sitting there thinking, writing on my to-do list, is all the stuff that wasn't done the prior day. Mm-hmm. Okay, Doing this and doing this helps to decrease that burnout and stress and people complaining about the same things. If everybody just did a little bit extra right, for right. the next person or right. thought about the person. I've, heard, I've even heard people say, well, I hope they don't call for a report until 6.30. That way I don't have to do anything. How do you feel okay going home like that? Yeah. Knowing that the next nurse is we'll starting their, yeah. their day off overwhelmed with an admission that is that never makes me feel okay i want the people to call so that i can get everything i need to be done so that this nurse can start their shift off on the right foot and the reason why i say to do that is because you never know what could happen in a shift okay i could say oh the next nurse can take care of this that and the other okay what if there's a call off on the floor. What if a nurse calls off and they're short and all the nurses have to pick up an extra patient? What if, God forbid, one of your patients codes and you don't have the time to get to doing things? You just never know what can happen. So if you set your next nurse up for an ideal shift, that makes it even easier. Even if they have a cake shift, even if nothing happens, all their patients are great, easy, whatever. Don't we all deserve a day like that every Absolutely. once in a while? Aren't we all entitled to have a day where everything goes pretty smoothly and we don't have to worry about not taking a break or going to the bathroom or, you know, not have to be in a patient's room out of fear that they're going to go into a lethal rhythm. You know, I feel like we are all worthy of days like that. And the more we can do to help each other out, the better the environment will be. The less burnout, the less job dissatisfaction, the environment as a whole would be better if people just did little things to go the extra mile to ensure your fellow nurse could have a good day. Mm-hmm. Another how to be a good coworker, I would say respecting your patient care nursing assistant. I will see nurses sitting at the front desk, not doing much, or maybe they're charting, and call lights will go off. And you will send that call light to your nurse assistant knowing that they are in another patient's room rather than to just going up and getting it or asking your your nurse assistants to or going into your patient's room and seeing that the hat is full or the urinal is full and not emptying it out or seeing that their tray is empty and you haven't documented their tray we're a team and our PCNAs or patient care nurses assistants are are there to help us. They are really 
at the end of the day, not responsible for 100% of the things, you know, it's still our license Mm -hmm. and helping them out and talking to them and letting them know what you did makes them understand that there's a team here and they respect you a little bit more when they know that you're not going to be the nurse who calls them while you're in a patient's room, that exact patient's room, to tell them the patient needs to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, because they talk. Yes. They talk amongst each other. And just how we might feel about having them as, oh, I have so-and-so as my Mm -hmm. nursing assistant today. They'll say, well, dang, I have Brittany as my nurse today. She's going to call me for everything. Yes. So, it, you know, being respectful and understanding that they have a lot of patients as well, maybe you see that they're drowning. We should be offering our, our assistance and really meaning it that we're there. If you can't get to a bath, let me know. If you can't get everything documented, please reach out to me if you need me to get a blood sugar because we were trained in this. Mm-hmm. We know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And we, I know that, you know, some, some are better than others. But all we can do is continue to teach and continue to let them know when things aren't going well or and, and communicate with them and let them know what we do. When I'm giving report to my nurse assistant, I let them know exactly what I need, okay? Exactly what we need to have a great shift. Yeah. And I always tell them, let me know if you can't get to something or if you're overwhelmed. And I check with them throughout my shift. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Is everything all right? I'll do things. I'll do my own baths. Every now and again, get my own blood sugars, sure, yeah. take patients to the bathroom. I will never call my uh, nurse assistant in and say, I'm in room 12. Can you come take them to the bathroom? And I'm already in there. Please the, don't do that. The only time, that is so disrespectful. That's degrading. It is disrespectful. Yes. The only time I will do that only time is if someone just called me and told me that this patient just had a lethal rhythm or this patient is requesting me to get in there right now and give them a pain med that is the only time I can do that but just know that our nurses aides one are they're watching us and they are there to help us Mm -hmm. and they are learning by what we do right okay and they will not you you want to build a rapport with your aides. Yes, yes. So it, it frustrates me when I see nurses do that to our nursing assistants because mm-hmm. one, just like nurses, they have high turnover rates and it's very hard to keep the good ones. Yeah. So if we just show them that we appreciate them, we respect them, and that we are essentially nothing without their help. Mm-hmm. We cannot have a great day without the help of our aides. And I think sometimes... They are undervalued and underappreciated, just like nurses, but even more so because they don't have a whole week. (laughs) You know, we get nurses week, Um, but where where they're just being appreciated. Mm -hmm. We just need to spread that uplifting spirit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. Um, I only have one more because you stole my other one. (laughs) (laughs) I think you stole some of mine as well. So it's okay. The last one that I have is, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what we've talked about previously, but really to be a good coworker is to celebrate your coworker. And like I said, that goes, it's piggybacking on what we've talked about thus far. Um, This includes life events. If you have a coworker of yours who is, getting married soon, if they're having a baby soon, if their birthday is coming up, let's learn how to celebrate that person. And we don't have to go all out and do a big, you know, 
Sir La Table. Yes. <laughs> we don't have to go out and do a whole big, you know, whatever. Let's do little things to celebrate them. If it's if I know it's your birthday coming up, let me just run to Dunkin' Donuts and get a dozen donuts. You know how much that's going to cost me? Or let me just go and get some muffins. Or let me go and get something like uh, some flowers some fresh flowers for you or something just little bitty tokens of appreciation or ways to celebrate you for whatever you have coming up i mean obviously a wedding a baby those are bigger things but little things that we can celebrate let's celebrate and also i don't know if all hospital or institutions do this but we have a thing where at our institution called caregiver celebrations where we send a little note to say thank you, and this is hospital-wide. We can send it to any person to say thank you for whatever, fill in the blank. Thank you for helping me with my patient the other day. Thank you for um, your your knowledge and your expert, ex- expertise in this area. Whatever. We have a way to celebrate people that we work with. And we can do that, and we can send them this thing, and then their manager is also CC'd so they can see what they've been doing to make some sort of positive impact on the culture okay so and lastly by celebrating thank your co-workers tell them you appreciate them and if they do something for you please say thank you i don't know how many times i've done things for people throughout my nursing career and it's not to say i'm doing it to get a thank you but a thank you would be nice because i didn't have to but I'm doing it because I want to. And you saying thank you lets me know, A, you've acknowledged it. And B, that you care. Okay? Enough Absolutely. to say thank you. So please say thank you. Let people know that you appreciate them for whatever they do. Thank you for looking out for my patient. Thank you for putting that IV in for me. Thank you for taking my patients. You know, whatever. Thank people. Let them know that you appreciate them. I couldn't have said it better. Actually, this is one of the areas that I also need to work on. This year, I started giving more caregiver celebrations. Sometimes it just takes extra time and you don't always have the time. But just sitting down or keeping a list. I started keeping a list so then when I do get that moment, I go back and do those caregiver celebrations or those spotlights or those thank yous. A lot of the facilities I've been to, they've all had a some form of that you can... Thank your coworker or colleague. And not just saying thank you to your fellow nurses, but that transporter or that lab tech or that um, nurse's aide or doctor. You know, we are all a team and we are all burnt out. We are all understaffed. We are all not feel like we are not getting paid as much as we deserve. We're all in the same boat. We're all doing it for the patients. Yes. If we didn't have the patients, we would have no job. Think about that. A hospital with no patients, we would have no job. No job. No job security. Our patients are keeping us with jobs and... Our circumstances are not the worst. There, It could always be worse. Yes. So just be grateful and be thankful and try to spread positivity to your coworkers. Make them feel happy to be able to work with you. Mm-hmm. And same with your patients. Make your patients be happy that they're getting you as a nurse and not you know, whispering in the nurses who's coming on, please don't let me get that nurse back. You know, you we, we want to set the tone for people who are watching us, for our new nurses, 
and new um, employees, we want to, to be an example and we should be grateful for one another and thankful for one another. Right. Just know that someone is always watching you. Someone is always watching you, whether you believe it or not. And I just want to say, too, I feel like we need to start treating our co-workers as family. And think about your own family. You might have some people in your family that you really don't mess with like that. <laughs> that you really just don't care for. But they're your family. They're there. They're not going to go away. So you pretty much have to tolerate it. You're going to have coworkers like that as well. That you really don't care for. Because I can name a few personally. But they're there. And there's nothing I can do about it. So guess what? We're going to go ahead and go with the flow. We're going to go with it. But at the end of the day, we're all a unit. Because we all have a commonality, which is our patients. We're here for our patients. So let's go ahead and treat this as a family household structure. And I've had coworkers that, you know, I never would have bared my soul to, that I never would have told anything about personal. But they've seen me cry. They've seen me get mad. They've seen me have moments of joy. They've seen me in vulnerable moments that it, it just it just feels anything but wrong to regard them as someone close to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I see them as yes, you're my work family. Absolutely. Well, wrapping up, what do we take from this? We are a unit. We are a team. Effective nursing teamwork has been linked to lots of great things. Higher job satisfaction, less turnover, better patient satisfaction, better patient outcomes. Let's realize that we are a team. Let's realize that we need to implement some of these things into our practice and think of new ways on how we can become a better coworker, not just for it's, it's really for our patients, for ourselves, and for our coworkers. It's for everyone involved, how to be a better person to work with. Because you don't want to be that person that everyone dreads working with. Or maybe you don't care. But I care, honestly. I care what pe- people think about me and my work ethic. Because I want to have the best work ethic that I can have. So I want to show up to work knowing that it's going to be a great day. I'm going to be proud to work. People are going to be proud to work with me, and I'm going to be proud to work with them. So let's let's continue to do the best we can and respect each other. And what we want you to do on our Instagram page, your call light is on, we want you to drop a comment on how to be a better coworker. Give us your opinion. What do you think can lend to being a better coworker for your coworkers? Give us a little tip. Let's share these things and get these things going. Let's spread the, the positivity. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate the loyalty and the consistency. Some of you are listening every episode and asking us when the episodes are coming out. We appreciate that we more appreciate than anything. We appreciate you so much. Yes. Don't forget, email us. Let us know how we could improve. Let us know topics you want to hear about. Your call light is on at gmail.com. We're checking it. We're listening. Thank you for the support. Have a great week.